Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Facebook, what's going on? Thank you.
has turned off. That is music we have the right to. That is by, by Pastor Servant Troy Thomas. I am Minister Sylvia Kaiser. I'm your host for tonight. Um, I want to speak with you all and talk with you all. I'm covering for Minister Margot McCor until she gets better. She's been um, under doctor's care, so we keeping her in prayer. So um, we want you all to keep her in prayer also. And so until she comes back, I will be covering for her on the third Monday of every month. So if you are tuning in, please keep tuning in because we want to be able to tell her that her uh, audience, her people, stays faithful to her ministry because this is Minister Margo um, Montgomery, I'm sorry, Margo McCoy night of ministry, the third Monday of every month. So with that being said, tonight we're going to continue to encourage. I'm speaking for blog talk now because I mentioned this earlier on Facebook Live. So I want to continue to talk about encouraging, building up, and honoring fathers. Um, Please share this. And, you know, talk with people, let them know that we are still acknowledging the man. We are still making sure that they know that um, they are very important in the lives of children, their children and other children. So please share this if you're looking in, whether it's live or on a uh, replay. If it's um, blog talk, please listen at, uh, to it again and the archives, the ministry that you can pull up later. We know that the children in Israel were enslaved one time, and uh, they prayed for deliverance. The fathers the ancestors, they, they held on to the belief of what they were taught. And as a child, we were taught, my sisters and brothers, we were taught that um, we had that we need to honor our father. Uh, we, we didn't understand because we were girls and uh, we would, every time Mother's Day would come around, or Valentine's Day or Christmas would ever come around, we would go out of our way for our mother. Mm-hmm. And we would always give our father the same Father's Day present. Now, just imagine you getting this, you got girls, more than one, more than two, more than three, more than four, <laughs> more than five. Or just, you got girls, and all of them give you the same thing. How many pairs of socks can you wear? Now, this is me growing up. This is my testimony. How many neckties? Oh, no, I'm talking about the same color now because when we was growing up, we didn't have a lot of choices to choose from uh, that we could afford. I'm going to put it like that, okay? But how many neckties and uh, cologne and socks you get the same color that you could, you need to wear in the same year? I'm saying that because... See, I grew up on the west side of Chicago, and the place that we were able to go and shop was Madison Street, okay? Let's just, we're going to keep it real, Madison Street, you know. Um, we, didn't, we didn't get a chance to go out south a lot on our own because our parents always made sure they knew where we were at. In other words, they had tags on us, not tabs, tags. I can tag you where you at because you're going to be where I can get to you real soon. So my father said to us one time, he said, hey, I don't want another pair of socks. I don't want another pair of, uh, another bottle of cologne. I don't want no more soap. He said, I still got so much from before I haven't used. So please don't get me that anymore. He began to tell us, what he wanted, and we began to hear him because we began to listen. Because before we didn't really hear, and we wasn't listening. We just was buying something for our dad because 
it was Father's Day, and we wanted to celebrate him. But like I said, as we got older and we was able to understand better, we was able to communicate with him. And once we did that and we saw that when we did find out what he liked or gave him what he liked, our relationship began to develop with our father where we were able to uh, talk to him and invite him places with us, and he would invite us places with him. And not only did we go, but we enjoyed going. Mm. See, that's about having a father. But one thing I could tell you about my father was that he embraced our friends also. We had friends that didn't have a father figure in their life or friends that had fathers that was there but not there. We had friends that, um, or should I say associates, that they knew every night at a certain time we were going to eat. And they knew that it was, at our house, it was good food. You can look at my neck and my waistline and tell I know good food. You can look at my food tutorials I have on Facebook. I know good food. I don't care what you like, but your taste buds ain't my taste buds, nor mine's yours. If I tell you something good, something good. I just hope the cook that was there the day I was there be there the day you go. Okay, that's a side note right there. But we would have good food, and they would come over and eat. And my parents never kicked them out but because they understood that everybody didn't have what we had, and we had to learn to appreciate we had both our parents in the house. Not because they had to be there, but they chose to be there, and I thank God for that. So, as I was saying, what we're going to do is we're going to acknowledge those dads that want to be there. We're going to acknowledge those dads that do what they need to do while they're there. We're going to acknowledge those dads that want to be more than just a dad. He wants to be the protector. He wants to be the provider. He wants to be the leader. He wants to be the teacher. He wants to be the example. So when you sit there and say example, example what? Example of what a man should be to his son. Be an example of what a man should be to his daughter. Be an example of a man of what a woman should be looking for and be an example to his sons of what a man should be offering. See, right there, I just said a whole lot. There's more to being a man than his family jewels. Come on, y'all. Let's, let's, let's stay safe. There's more to being a man than his family jewels. Because, see, we know that... Um, the Temptations made a record and say their daddy was a rolling stone. If my father was a rolling stone, well, wherever he laid his hat over there was his home, but his base, his home plate was at my house. I don't know nothing about him being a rolling stone or any of that. Anybody else that have that uh, testimony, I don't know anything about it. I can't speak on that. But I'm just saying what we're going to do, we're going to acknowledge our fathers that have asked their children to forgive them because they apologize for what happened. You know, I, I have a sister, Apostle Elect. I would love to say this statement, but it's not mine to say because it's something she said many years ago, and she still says it to this day, and it's so true. I would like to see if Apostle Elect is on the line to see if she would share this statement with us that she always says about what I, I would like to say. Apostle Elect, are you on the uh, line? Yes, ma'am, I am. Would you please share with us your thoughts of the of grace and the mercy and the love of a father and what you said uh, concerning a father? 
Well, especially my father um, and fathers in general, one of the things that I always remember is that uh, many times when men um, may commit um, sins or sins of that sort, uh, people rehearse it when they're gone. They rehearse it um, when they're here. And one of the things that I love that God taught me is that I'm not responsible for what my father may have done. Now, the word of God reminds us that when we, you know, commit sin, we can go from generation to generation to generation, but all of those generations aren't responsible for that sin that follows them. And so as we learn to love them and as we learn to forgive them, we will inherit that same grace, that same mercy, that same forgiveness that God has given. And so many times people want to tell you, oh, your parents did this, your parents did that, or your father did that. And what I always say is, I don't care. I don't care what they did because I'm not responsible for what they did. But what I am responsible for is telling you that they gave me their last name. They spoiled me. They protected me. My father, just like my heavenly father, never forsaken me. He was always there. He was one of my best cheerleaders. Because he joined the Army, I joined the Army. Because he was a Mason, I became an Eastern Star. So there was things that he did in life that I emulated or repeated in the way that I could because of love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Even the ones that people want to tell me about. I, when I say I don't care, I really don't care. Because God threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. And who am I? If I accept what God allows, that means I accept what God allows. And so if there's a particular thing um, you want me to talk about with our Father, you can just let me know because I have so much that I'm grateful for when it comes to my father. No, you and, um, have your way. Just have your way. Just share about the 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 uh, positive things of having a father. Because, like I said, I don't want to just. I don't want people to think we're trying to beat down anybody. But we're just telling people what we're grateful for about our fathers. He was a hard man, but he made sure his girls was taken care of. Well, one of the things I loved about my dad was my dad came to all of my graduations. When I say all, I mean basic training. <laughs> he came to my basic training graduation um, when I joined the military. I mean, um, when I had an event, when I was, was singing on Channel 11 with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and I was singing opera and the various things, Although I must throw the joke out there, although you were sleeping in the audience and they put you on the camera, my mom and dad would be there and they would be cheering for me. You would think they could hear me out of the hundreds of voices, and they probably could, but it was where my dad was always there when I was playing sports in the military, when I was playing sports um, for college, high school, grammar school. You know, he was one of my biggest cheerleaders. Um, Like you said, he was hard, but he was hard um, based off of some things that had happened in our neighborhood and in our family, where at first he was very easy going with us. But then once those things started happening, he realized that the times were changing. And because the times were changing, he couldn't be as lenient as he was, so he needed to protect us more. And so that meant that we did have to come in the house when the street lights came on. That meant that um, the various things that other kids did, we couldn't do. Um, he didn't mind us going to church 24-7, but he definitely, if we wanted to go to the club, he was taking us there and dropping us off, or he was 
taking us there and sitting at the bar or whatever while we danced or whatever. And, but he was a very protective man. But at the same time, he was uh, a great father. And one of the things that I loved about him most was that when I um, went to bed at night, he was there. Him and my mom, they split the shift. She worked, you know, um, during one shift, and he worked during another shift. So we knew in the morning mom would have us. And the evenings we knew, you know, that he had us. And uh, I have uh, things that say, oh, yes, he, he whooped us, he spanked us, he did all of those things that people get arrested for now. But I can truly say I think some of those whoopings he gave me saved my life, if not all of them. And so many people uh, talk about that type of discipline. But it says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Well, my dad didn't spare the rod, and he still spoiled the child. I was very spoiled. Um, um, I said, like um, Minister Renee's son said, I said that driving was overrated. My dad took me everywhere. My sisters had their license, and I was like, I don't need mine. My dad can take me where I need to go. And he did. I was going to go, and he was still taking me everywhere, whether it was work or wherever. Or if I said, okay, Dad, can we catch the bus or the train this time? He was like, okay. And so I have no complaints about my dad because he wasn't an absentee father, but as I will say and will constantly say, even if he was, because he was, I am. So if you are existing today, it's because your mother and father created you. So if you're not going to be thankful for anything else, be thankful that they created you. And so some people will say, oh, well, he wasn't there for me, but he created you. So if you can't thank him for anything else, Thank him that you exist. You are who you are. Um, I tease Minister Sylvia all the time because she can sit there and be watching TV or in the middle of a sentence and she'll fall asleep. And so did my dad. <laughs> my dad. And if you turn that TV, he'll wake up. That's it. <laughs> he will wake up as soon as you turned it. And it's like, Dad, you were asleep. It didn't matter. Um, he do what he likes as far as food. Um, I'm guilty of the person that took some of his very expensive soup that he had made because I didn't know he was saving them for a special event because it seemed like the special event never came. So I was in home <laughs> economics classes, and I took all of his soup, put padding in the shoulder, narrowed down the legs, papered the suit, and uh, made them into a uh, short set. And my dad loved the suit. He was like, oh, they look like a suit that I have. And I was thinking to myself, oops, <laughs> they were a suit that you had. And then when I told him I had used them, you know, he wasn't happy, but he was like, okay, you did a good job. He actually gave me props for how well I had taken his suits and changed them into suits for myself. So when I think of my father, I think of a protector, I think of a provider. I think of uh, a man that when um, Minister Sylvia has mentioned this before on another program, when all of the house was sick, we found out how well he could cook. We never knew he could cook at all because he never cooked. But that day that we were sick, he made pot roast, he made potato, you name it, he made it. He made a spread for us until we were all better. And so um, if I didn't learn anything else from my father, I learned that a man is to be a provider. He's to be a protector. He's to be a nurturer. He's to make sure that the wife has whatever she wants. I remember my mom asking for stuff. And him saying, you got the checkbook. Now, we could ask for stuff, and we had to ask both of them. But whenever my mom said something or wanted something, he always would tell her she had the checkbook. We weren't arguing about money. He was like, you have the checkbook. Because he knew she was good with numbers and that she knew how to balance, you know, the checkbook. And when it came to uh, men coming over to see his daughters, 
he was looking at their shoes because if you didn't take good care of your shoes, you didn't take good care of nothing else. So he was looking for those fit shine shoes. He was looking for those clean sneakers. He was looking for those various attributes of a man that's a provider because if you were um, living off of a, a woman and things of that sort, you weren't coming to his house to see his daughter. And um, I honor my father for all of the things that he instilled in us. And then I noticed as I grew older that those were some of the things that God instilled in me. And so I would never settle for less. I could have settled for less. And when I went away to the military, I did settle for less just because I was looking for something else at that time. But when it came down to what a man should be, I looked to God and I looked to my father. And my father wasn't a saved man all his life, but he was a man, and there is a difference. He was a man. He wasn't a boy. He was a man. He was a leader, and he was definitely a father. That's all I have, Minister Sylvia. Hey, man, I thank you so much for that. And I would like to add on about my dad. My dad, I possibly elected myself, we are sisters. We were 11 months apart. We were very close growing up. We were, we used to tell people we were twins, and everybody thought we were twins. As we were growing up, my dad noticed between all of his girls, everybody was different. Everybody had a different personality. And he never forced us to be like each other. Don't get me wrong. He would say, well, why don't you like things like this? Or why don't you do things like that, like such and such? And all you had to do was say, I don't like that or I don't want to do that. And he would address you according to what you did like. Um, my dad knew I loved playing baseball and um, doing gymnastics and slipping. And he, loved, he knew I loved boxing. So what he did was made sure that me and my sister – Apostle Alexa Cecilia loved the same things but different categories. She loved basketball, but we both loved volleyball. So he made sure we got a chance to do what we wanted to do because he wanted to make sure he had a relationship with his daughter. And like she said, we would take his suit and we would make them for us to, you know, like straight leg pants. We liked uh you know, just a little skinny neckties. We looked like girls. Don't get me wrong. We were straight up 100% female girls. And he would always seem like when he got ready to get a suit, the suit would be missing. I remember um, my dad saying to us that he loved us. You know, uh, he didn't just he didn't say the words. He figured that his actions showed because, like Apostle said, he was always there. When he found out I knew how to drive, he made sure that every time we went somewhere, we could use his car. You know, we would tease and laugh about it. He would say, you can use my car. And if the car broke down, he made us get it fixed, but then he took it back from us. (laughs) But that was our dad. He was teaching us responsibility, and he was also teaching us Don't take anything somebody say or give you for granted. Always have your own. Our dad was the type of dad that if somebody said he did something and we came and asked, my dad made sure we were protected. That's why Apostle said we don't live down our our parents' sins. We don't rehearse their sins. We don't do that because my dad knew how to separate family life from any other life outside of 3511. If it was outside of our home, he, he did not bring it in there. I, I love him for that. I, our dad was truly the kind of father that one time they ran to our house and told our dad that your girls was over there in the park fighting some guys. They, these guys were jumping on them. So my dad had this his gun with the German Luger. He came running in the park, and when he got over there, he looked at them. He said, oh, my girls don't need no help. Them boys need some help. Yeah, I may want to go get their parents. My father trusted us 
because we had built that trust in him that, like Apostle said, when we would go dancing, he would go dancing with us. And I remember a time, I'm sure Apostle Elect will remember this, uh, some of the girls started laughing, talking about, y'all daddy here at the party? And we looked at them and said, yeah. We would have so much, we had so much fun with our father because he was like, them girls ain't doing nothing but dancing. That's all they want to do is dance. That he began to go out on the floor and dance with us. And when he saw that we wasn't ashamed for him coming out, hanging out with us and being with us, he started trusting us to go out and do what we said we were going to do. Dad, we're going to dance and we're coming back home. But that came because of a relationship we built with him. And we're saying that to say to anybody that's listening to this and sitting back seeing this or hearing it, if you build a relationship with your children, with your nieces, nephews, grandkids, or whoever uh, is in your life, you're playing the role of living the role of the father, build a relationship with them. Don't be so grouchy and mean that if your child asks you something, you can't answer or you're too ashamed to answer it. Because, you know, when we were growing up, they said if you're big enough to do it, be big enough to live up to it. So if you did whatever you did and it get back to your kids, because even the word of God said there's nothing new under the sun. So there's nothing you have done under the sun that somebody is going to try to come back and tell your kids about it later. That's why it's best for you to tell your children about you. And see, I'm, I'm going to share this with you, and I'm going to get back to the fathers, because my father shared things with us that we told him we heard, and he made sure we had it, got it uh, uh, from straight from him. I once told my son, I said, if anything you want to know about me, ask me so I can tell you. And his dad told him the same thing. And he said, look at us. And we said, because, see, if somebody ever tried to come tell you something about us, or about me, I want you to say no. See, that part right there is true, but the rest of it, you added that on because they already told me. If you're doing something in your life or you have done something in your life that you're ashamed of, take that to God. But I'm telling you, if you be open and honest with your children, you're going to open up a door in their heart that you would not believe the blessing that will come out of it. And with the children, if you think you've got something over your parents or on your parents, do something for them. Say something to them. Open that door so you can get past the place, and you will be amazed at the relationship you all will have. Fathers are to be appreciated. Fathers are to be acknowledged. Fathers are to be honored. But if your physical, biological dad isn't playing that role, Somebody in your life is playing that role. Honor them. Recognize them. Acknowledge them. And you will find yourself in a better place. Because, see, we always had a saying that everything looks good, ain't good. But everybody that made a baby ain't a parent. Yeah, I said the word ain't. Ain't a parent. But if you've got somebody in your life, you can learn something from, as you all want to call it, old head. We didn't get to this age without learning something. I uh, spoke with a cousin a little while ago, a first cousin. Uh, she was on my sister's page tell, telling me to call her, and I called her to see what was going on. And everything's going on great with her. She just wanted to tell me about some new ventures that she's taking on in life. And here it is, we're in our 60s. We haven't talked in, oh, my God. The last time I saw her was over, you hear me, over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she said she wanted to call, she wanted to talk to me just to say, I love you. I love the family. I miss you all so much. And she was just talking about how grateful she was for everything. And I'm saying that to say you don't know or understanding the impact of someone's life you have put on them. For fathers, regardless of the reason, regardless of what happened, 
You got children, grown children, as they were saying in the old days, go mend that thing. Go back and go by and, and say something. Go mend that relationship. As me and my cousin was talking, I said, do you, uh, do you believe we're the seniors now? We were once the babies, the teenagers, the young adults. But now we're the, we're the older generation. Our parents is gone, long gone. So now we're standing in the grand, the great, the grandmother, the great auntie, the great grandmother, great aunt. We're in that category. We're the 60-year-olds and up. And when you look at the legacy, as fathers, we have to acknowledge that that's what they are, fathers. We have to encourage the fathers. Fathers, you have to acknowledge you are the life provider. Not only do you provide life experience and life decisions, you provided that source of life. You are the seed giver. Go back and water your seed. Mm. Go back and try to mend some things. For those that say, well, I never knew, and now I know, but, uh, okay, we're not going to talk about that. As old folks say, let old dogs lie. Leave that where it's at. Start over with a new. Let's pick it up. Let your seed be grateful and thankful, where even after you're gone, me and my sister, Apostle Elect, talked about our dad with you all tonight. Our dad left here. In 1997, and we still miss him to this day. We're still talking about the things he did for us, the lessons he taught us. Because like she said, when our dad whooped us and did what he did to us, and we have family members that are witnesses of that, we believe that saved our lives. See, all this little spanking and time out, baby, let me tell you something. I wish my child would tell me, shut up, or point their finger at me and say, I wish you would. You're doing too much. You're getting on my nerves. I wish they would. That's when I really turn into my daddy. You want to say I look like him? You will swear that he's been reincarnated. I wish my child would. We were taught to be children. Our parents notice never said children are to be seen and not heard. No. Our parents taught us we can speak, but say excuse me first. We can interrupt, but say excuse me first. We can come over here to say, you know, to be seen, but we better make sure it's appropriate and say, excuse me, if we're trying to get by. And if an adult was standing, get up and let us sit down. If an adult was standing there, uh, tap them and wait for them to acknowledge you and then try to get by, excuse me. Don't, don't disrespect. We were taught to be respectful. See, that's a lot of the problems we're not remembering about respect. Don't just sing the record because Aretha made it. But if she was asking for respect way back then, imagine our parents was asking for it before then. It still is. This shirt I have on today is about Black History Month in combination with Father's Day. As of yesterday and today, we must walk into the freedom of acknowledging our Father, regardless what state they're in. Love covers a multitude of sin. My sister, Apostle Elected, put that on her Facebook page. Love co- covers a multitude of sin. Sometimes you have to love somebody out of a situation. Sometimes you have to love somebody out of a mindset. See, a mindset in a situation it goes together, but it's two different things also. You have to love someone out of themselves. Don't be, well, now you old, you need me. Okay, that's a conversation you and them can have. But I tell you, before you do that, go to God first. 
Ask God to touch your heart, your mind, your mouth, that pour out love because you're receiving it as well as giving it. There is nothing so bad that you don't, you should not want to forgive somebody because see, you want God to forgive you. Now, how can you not forgive and expect God to forgive you? Uh, see, the Word of God talks about that. How many times do I forgive my brother? It tells you how many times. If you won't forgive your brother, but you want God to forgive you, you won't forgive your father, but you want God to forgive you. You won't forgive your parents, but you want God to forgive you. Okay? Let's put this thing in perspective. We have to love our way through a situation. So much is going on in this world today. We've tried this way, that way, but we haven't tried it God's way. If we can get together as a corporation of saints, I don't care if you go to church over here, over there, uptown, downtown, on the lake. I don't care where you go to church for at. If we could just come together and pray, pray for real, pray on purpose, if everybody just Stop worrying about what, how pretty their shoes are, the next person, or what outfit they got on. Don't come to be on something. Come to get into something. Get into a spiritual realm where we're praying for the fathers to be fathers in these children's lives because there are grown men out here that's still seeking the approval and the love of their father. They still want to be held and hugged and say, son, I love you. Their fathers want to be held by their son to say, father, I forgive you. Father, I love you. Daddy, I just, there's so much out here we need to do. We need to come together to say, Father's Day can't be one day. Because, see, what we need is the head of the household to be back in place. What we need is the leaders to be back in place. And if we don't as a people encourage, acknowledge, honor, and receive our leaders, we're going to be forever lost. Our idle mind is the playground for the devil. Don't keep sitting back saying, well, they're going to get it together. They is we. Because if we say they, they saying they. So it's we. We back and forth. T off the beginning and the Y off the end, you got he. He needs to be in place. He needs to know that he can be forgiven. He can be accepted. And he can be acknowledged. We have to get back in place. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's why I say before you address whoever it is that you need to address, your father, your grandfather, your uncle, your big brother, a big cousin, a goddad, the coaches at school, the teacher at school, whoever's been the father figure in your life, address it. Pray first. Seek God first. Ask God when he touch your heart, to touch their hearts, they receive it. And those that need to do it for the children, ask God to touch their heart and your heart that not only do you speak it, but they receive it from you. Because I'm telling you, there's a shift in the spirit, people. The last time I said there was a shift in the spirit, COVID hit. I'm telling you all again, there's a shift in the spirit. And we as saints, we have to grab a hold to it. And the word said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. If you're not saved but you know God is God and God is able, I, I'm asking you to get saved, but if not, get together and let's do some 
corporate prayer. And I pray that God put everybody under Holy Ghost arrest. Y'all, we, we can't even celebrate anymore without devastation. We can't even celebrate anymore without people wondering, will I come or get or go back home? Yeah, I said come, get, or go. Will my children get to come or go or get back home safely? Yeah, we we can't sit on the porch, stand in the house. We can't walk down the street. We can't drive down the street. We can't be in the store. We can't do anything because one thing we ain't doing is reason we got a whole lot of can't. We're not keeping God first. And if you keep God first, nothing you do or nothing I do or nothing we said will be put in a situation where God won't get the glory. God will get the glory out of it. All we got to do is give it to him. So I'm going to pause at this time and ask, is it anyone on Blog Talk would like to have any comments right now or make a statement or share something with us? Please do at this time. The lines are open. Okay. Well, we thank you all. Apostle Elect, I thank you so much for sharing with us on tonight. I thank you so much for taking the time out to help me and the audience understand and acknowledge um, the love you had for your father and how he protected you and uh, encouraged you and supported you. I thank you for even sharing with me because I do know, but I know that it was a chance for me to remember our dad as a supporter of each child that he had, knowing each one was different. So we thank you for that. Um, I thank everybody for taking time out on their Sunday mornings, Monday nights, and Friday night ministry time to listen to Smile Pre E Iron Sharpening Iron. We are here on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Apostle Elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. We're here on on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With this Monday coming up, it's the fourth Monday, we will have our very own Minister Ron and Mother Tony Montgomery. They will be coming up this Wednesday speaking about family, uh, the biblical way of family. And Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be back ministering with you all to see what God has for us to speak on. We will see what God has taken, uh, was going to take us to, where, and what it is. It may be continuing with the fathers, may not, but we're going to wait and see. If you all would like to have a prayer line to call, you can call Pastor Linda Handy's prayer line at 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Access code is 641, I'm sorry, 647-147. That's 647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line, 605-313-4284. 605-313-4284. Access code 528-2607. 528-2607. Again, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So again, people, remember, Father's Day is every day. The father, your father, my dad, anybody else that, they're not just a dad on Father's Day. They are a dad every day. So every day we should honor our fathers with good morning, how are you, what's going on, everything all right, you feeling good, what you need, what can I help you with? 
And if the father is coming to you like that, excuse me, be honest enough to tell them what's going on in your life. Because you can either share it now or beforehand or after things go, whichever way they're going. But know that God loves you. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And with that note being said, again, happy June 10th day and happy Father's Day to all the fathers. In Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Good night.